Hi, everyone. You're listening to Meet the Masters only on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Holly Ehrlich, your show host, and today we have a really special guest. This is someone who has had over 10 years of experience as a bridal magazine editor. Formerly, she was executive editor of Bridal Guide magazine. Before that, she was with Condé Nast's Modern Bride and Elegant Bride magazine. And now I can officially call... Susan Schneider, a novelist and author of a really fabulous book that I enjoyed cover to cover called The Wedding Writer. And I have to say, it was a realistic, fun spin on the crazy business, actually more than just one business, the business of bridal, of fashion, of publishing. And then it was about dreams and drama and power and work and motherhood and marriage and modern dilemmas and so much more. Um, and there's, although it's fiction, there's a lot of fact in it. So Susan, welcome to Meet the Masters. Thank you, Holly. I loved this book and I know it is, um, it, it, it grew out of your everyday experiences. So why don't you tell everybody a little bit about why you wrote The Wedding Writer? Well, in a way, I feel as though this novel uh, was given to me. It was, it was as though I was living it every day, and then I had to write it. So my experiences at all of the bridal magazines and the bridal industry were so interesting and so unplumbed by other writers. There have been many novels written about magazines, as you know, but somehow no one really touched bridal. And it's such a special, uh, it's a special area within the larger women's fashion magazine milieu. Let me ask you this, though, because it really does start off with magazine you know, I think Princess Bride and Tool Magazine's folding. That's right. And I kind of remember that, you know, being in bridal media and, yeah. you know, and, and, and being at bridal market and meeting all of the editors, um, such as yourselves over the years, um, which has been a, a, a privilege and, and, and a delight getting to know you over the years. Um, so this is a real treat to have you personally on. Oh, thank you, Holly. Oh, thank you. But, you know, I do remember when Modern Bride and Elegant Bride yes. did, you know, yes. close doors and and, and I have to say, your book opens kind of like that. So was th- th- there is it fact, was fact amazing. there. It was amazing. And that's what I mean. Like it was almost, the novel was almost given to me because I immediately incorporated those events into the very beginning of the novel. It was so dramatic. I mean, it's like you can't make this stuff up. You know, I got a uh, phone call from a friend, dear friend of mine at Modern Bride, the beauty editor, um, Mary Clark, and she just said they just folded both magazines, Modern Bride and Elegant Bride. And we were all so stunned at this news um, that I just, you know, spent the rest of the day talking to everybody on the Bridal Guide staff. And you can imagine the sorts of uh, feelings people had. Well, I think that there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, and obviously you experienced yeah. it in reality. But you also have um, these really fabulous characters and, and their connection not only to each other, but also to their families, right. to the men in, in their lives, right. to their what you call OBFS office best friends forever. Um, So, you know, there's a lot, you know, with balance of of work and 
and, 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 and real life. So tell us a little bit, because the four heroines in, in the book yes. are, um, you tell, tell everybody about them. Okay. Um, everybody who I know who's in the business keeps saying to me, am I in the book? Am I that character? Am I that character? It's so interesting. And all four of the main women characters are really composites of women who I know in the bridal industry. Um, and then on some level, they're all me because I really understand them all. And I've known these women very, very well. So we start with an older editor who is being thrown out of her job, uh, which is something very common in the magazine industry and probably in many other industries, too, as I'm, I'm told. And she's being uh, uh, replaced by her own protege. Lucky, who is really the main character in the novel. Lucky is a very ambitious young woman who comes from a very uh, difficult background and is super determined to make it. She has no choice because if she doesn't make it as a working woman, she has to really go back to where she comes from. And she does not want to do that on pain of death. So this is a girl who is willing to go the distance. Um, and the other, so her, her mentor, Grace, is thrown out of her position so that Lucky can ascend to the top of the magazine. Uh, the other characters, Sarah is the fashion director. She is the woman who knows bridal fashion the way she knows the back of her hand. She go, has been to every bridal market for the last, oh, 20 years. Um, and she is a single woman who has spent her entire career dressing other women for their weddings. And as you can imagine, there's a certain poignancy uh, in this character. Uh, Felice is the art director of the magazine, and she is married, but with a teenage son who is giving her tons of trouble, and her marriage is also in a really bad place. So what I'm trying to do is deal with real-life women who are working in a world of fantasy. So it's the contrast between sort of the grit of everyday life and the glamour of the world of weddings. Well, I have to tell you that those four characters are are just I feel as if I know all of them, like you said earlier, you know, that they're all people that you know, and they're part of you, um, because you are a single mom. Exactly. Um, and that is similar, I guess, to, um, is that, well, who, who, who's this? Grace is the one who is divorced and she has a, she has a lesbian daughter who um, she isn't getting along with too well. So that's another sort of irony, that here is the editor-in-chief of Your Wedding magazine, who has been in the business of marrying women, and she has a lesbian daughter. Yeah, that... Who she feels, you know, that she's never going to see her daughter married. Now, of course, things have changed now, as we know, so 
change for the best. Yes. Like, people can, you know, everybody can get married now who's, you know, in love and wants to get married. But um, it was sort of another irony that I wanted to play with in the novel where marriage is so much marketed as, you know, the fairy tale, the dream, and yet it's so much more complicated. Everything about it is so much more real and so much more complicated than that when you really get to know the people. Well, not only that, talk about complication. You actually introduced Maxine, the therapist. Yes. Which not only Grace goes to, but Lucky goes to, too. Yes. So there are boundaries there that obviously you have to keep highly confidential, you know, but yet, you know, this Maxine, which is a very interesting sub-character, uh-huh. You know, I mean, you have a lot of other characters in the book, actually. So, so, and we're not going to give it all away because we want everybody to read it. We want, we want, we want to read it. But let me just say about a therapist that any book that's set in New York City has mm-hmm. got to have a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think uh, you, you would know you're, you're a lady who lives in Manhattan. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, Manhattan definitely took a, um, was definitely Manhattan, New York City, the, the pulse of the city was definitely there. I mean, you know, you, you definitely mentioned the designers. You mentioned certain hotels where you'll meet. Yes, um, exactly. you, know, you know, you mentioned, um, there's one of my favorite characters, Kleinfeld, of course, um, <laughs> where there's hundreds of shades of white, to quote you. You know, I have to say, I, I want to back up a second because yes. um, after you, you talked about the four main characters, Lucky, Grace, Sarah, and Felice, I have to tell you, at the very beginning of the book is um, uh, the announcement Jeff wrote to circulate among the advertisers and the rest of the bridal industry. And I want to read it, actually, because um, it just goes to show what a really terrific writer you are, Susan. Oh, thank because, you. Because, you know, here it is. Everything you're writing in this book, you know, is just a reflection of your talent. And and it also grabs um, the reader into saying, hmm, she really has the, the insight and perspective of, of what's going on. Um, yeah. So I'm going to read this. Um, this was the announcement that was written when um, that Lucky was going to be taking over Grace's position. Exactly. Okay. Uh, with unbridled enthusiasm, we would like to announce that Lee Lucky Quinn has taken the reins at your wedding. Lucky has been an indispensable member of the team that has maintained your wedding at the head of the bridal pack in both circulation and advertising. With the decision of Editor-in-Chief Grace Walston to step down to pursue other opportunities, Lucky takes the helm at a crucial moment in your wedding's long and distinguished history of guiding generations of American women toward the most important days of their lives. Lucky will provide fresh ideas and a modern perspective for the 21st century bride-to-be, an independent consumer with ideas of her own, but who, behind the bridal veil, still cherishes tradition. Your wedding remains the only bridal publication that marries contemporary with classic. It takes two, and your wedding has made the perfect match with Lucky Quinn. (laughs) I mean, it is written, I mean, not only that, it says so much, because your wedding is the magazine that they're working at. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. I love the names of the magazines um, that you gave. There were so many um, uh, interesting, um, just like when you said, when I said earlier, when Princess Bride and Tool Folds, and then yeah, there were, exactly. you know, and then there were a few, what are the, there were two other magazines. That, oh, there was Chic Bride and there was another one. That Whitney, Whit- Whitney Wickhome. Oh, because Whitney that, Wickham. that was supposed to be like Grace Ormond, right? Uh, well, no? actually, somebody more famous. 
Yeah. Who? I say. Who? Martha, Martha Stewart. Uh-huh. Of course. What is so, <laughs> that's so funny. It's Martha yeah, Stewart. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yes. But you yes. know, the other thing you bring up, why this is such a, um, a powerful letter, um, an announcement is because, you know, people don't realize really the business of fashion, you know, well, like you talk exactly about right, yes. su- subscriptions and at, you know, circulation and advertising are just such, you know, we all see the glamour. Exactly. And I really wanted to show the behind the scenes. This is another part of what interested me so much. This is a business. Bridal is business and it's big business. But so anything, and fashion is too. People really get so caught up in the red carpet and what we'll call the white carpet. Um, You know, and actually I have to give you kudos because I love, you had so many ideas in the book too. And, (laughs) and, And one of them was, that you love, you know, that, I mean, that you wanted, and I can't believe it hasn't happened yet, uh, uh, is the White Carpet Awards. Yeah, I tell you, I don't know why it hasn't been thought of. Um, Modern Bride had uh, what they called trendsetters, the Modern Bride trendsetters that they did for several years, Mm -hmm. uh, where they gave awards to people in the industry, Um, you know, best, uh, you know, florist, best um, event planner. Um, But of course, Modern Bride isn't around anymore. So, yeah, I think the whole idea of the White Carpet Awards is is perfect. It it needs somebody to do it. But I was speaking to um, Claudia Hanlon at the wedding library the other day, and um, um, she was she and I were talking about this whole business of giving awards. But at, at this point, it's as though the industry is so huge and sprawling. That, you know, with Modern Bride gone, you can't even find the person or people or magazine or venue that would really sponsor something like that. Well, like you said, it's a it's a business, and there's a lot of work right. that that would be behind creating. Listen, an Academy Awards for it, it, it would be an Academy Awards for bridal, exactly. You know. But I love how you wrote in the book to step into the 21st century with both white satin pumps. I mean, <laughs> you know, Susan, <laughs> it's just so great. You know, what I was trying to do was sort of bring in, you know, corporate the the whole corporate. Uh, milieu, you know, that they use the the uh, uh, imagery of bridal to get across the business aspect. And you don't think of those things uh, uh, together, but they they really are. You know, this is, a, as I have said, it's a really big business. And this is something that I feel as though young women, brides-to-be engaged women really need to keep in mind so that they don't make themselves too crazy. Well, there's there's two ways of looking at it, okay? Because I look at it as a book about, you know, when it's with the characters. Yes, there is, when someone's planning their wedding and they're so um, involved in all of the... um, of everything that goes into planning their wedding, that that's one way of looking at yes. it, okay? Because it's with the dresses and the and 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 their decor and the cake and oh, actually, even let's talk about the cake. I thought this was so cool. You had a great book party, right? Oh, <laughs> yes, right. For, with, uh, the book launch party was fabulous. It was a bridal event. 
actually. And that happens because Robert and I go to bridal events all the time. And this was Florence Rosenberg. Is that Sylvia Weinslack? Yes. Uh, I guess, I guess you see, you know, you say everyone always wants to know who's who, but I thought I loved it. I'm going to quote little cake lady in a big hat, but we know that she's the little cake lady with the big big glasses. Right. But that's exactly right. I was so happy to come up with the idea of the hat, you know, because I didn't want to make it literally Sylvia. I love Sylvia. Oh, I mean, we love Sylvia. And she's been on the network and um, she's also been on a meet the masters, but I will tell you, you quoted, she's the queen mother of sugar paste. That's right. She's the grand dame <laughs> of, of wedding cake. So all kinds of cake. She's the grand dame. But what I was going to say, okay, that, that's a, that was an amazing character, but I will tell you a lot of this is also, I think that a young woman, okay, that has her career, okay. Yeah. And is also engaged. Okay. Which necessarily wasn't any of your characters. Okay. Uh Which, which is actually a good idea to put that on the back uh, burner for. for, That's right. I think that's a very good idea. Mm -hmm. um, Because actually you do see in your, in the industry, the wedding industry, a lot of single girls who start in this business. Okay. And then they do get engaged and then they do get married and then they do get, have families. So, you know, but you definitely, you know, lucky right now is single. Yes. And, you know, it definitely talks about that doggy dog, you know, how can I climb the ladder to success? And I think that in any business, there are, there's a lot to be said about that experience. Yes, of, of climbing the ladder. I was very interested in, in this novel of exploring the working, the young working woman. Um, I think that the workplace is fascinating. I think that it's very much neglected in fiction. Um, and I think particularly a women's working place. This is what attracts me so much to bridal. It's such, it's like the uber feminine workplace where everyone is a woman uh, except for corporate. Mm -hmm. Uh, you have gay men, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's a very, very feminine place. And it's a place where a lot of ambitious young women end up as they do in many of the other magazines. It's a place where women who really have that fire in the belly um, can go and really try to succeed. And this is still, I think, even in this day and age, a bit of a taboo to, you know, for a woman to be openly ambitious as Lucky is. Um, because Lucky finds herself not being such a nice person. And we women are trained to be nice. So I think this is some of the conflict that a lot of women feel. Um, and I really wanted to explore that. What do you do when you really are ambitious? You, you're feeling that drive. Um, and you're not going to just give it up. Um, what are the moral dilemmas that you will find yourself in? What are the emotional um, um, swamps that you'll enter? I mean, this is all real stuff, and I really wanted to talk about it. It's not chick lit. It, this is about women, not chicks. So, <laughs> uh, well, I and not only that, you know, you 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 also comment make commentary about. Not only do brides brand their weddings, but mm-hmm. Lucky needed to brand herself. I mean, yes. that's, that's, that's incredible. 
we are now into an age of self-branding. Absolutely. Brides are branding their wedding. I first heard that from the event planner, Marcy Bloom. I was interviewing her um, for a column, and she said, that's how she put it, that brides are now branding their weddings. So, you know... And you have to brand yourself at the office, too. So what what does all this mean for us as, you know, people making a living, people getting married? I mean, are we all just going to be thinking about how to brand ourselves now? I mean, I think these are questions that a lot of people are asking. It's not just a given um, that you sort of brand yourself as if you're a product, well, I, I think it's it, it's very um, – you need to kind of look into yourself and, and, and figure it out. And I think that yeah. you know, once you know it's there, I, I definitely think it's – I think it's good self-exploration without question. It, exactly, exactly. And, you know, for someone who's ambitious in today's world, it, that branding seems to be part of the package. Well, you know, one – Wait, I'm sorry. What was the last thing you just said? The, the expectation um, is that that's what you'll do and that that's what you have to do in order to succeed. And the same with weddings, that you sort of have to brand your wedding or it won't succeed. Um, and, you know, personally, I don't like that way of looking at weddings. So, um, well, I agree. Listen, I really believe that everybody should do something that's meaningful to them. Absolutely. You know, and I think that that's in the details and the details do not have to be so, so difficult. Okay. I mean, on, you know, on, on our programming, we make, we, and, and I know that this is your message as well as, you know, to really give yourself permission to do it your way, to make it what's best for you and your spouse to be and your family and friends and to just have a great time. Yeah, and your budget, you know, you have to look at your budget, like what can you afford to do? What means something to to you? As you said, Holly, it's, it's, it's about your values, what you hold dear, the people who you love. Um, A a wedding is about, it's about people. It isn't even just about the bride, although it's marketed that way so much, but I think that brides are beginning to feel more that it's about them that them and their families, you know, even their communities. You know, there's a more sort of sense of a wedding isn't just about one person or two people, but about many people. And it's not just about the things. You know, interestingly enough, you start yes. your book, you start your book and you end your book, okay, okay. with a fabulous idea, which I think definitely has evolved into the way um, brides are, are are planning their weddings today, and that's the way they shop. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, you know, you talked about it, it, it ends with a bridesareshopping.com dot com, and 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 yes. it and it yeah. starts with the website. You know, we have to, why there's such change. We need change to help them find the best deals to yeah. help them have beautiful weddings, so we can give brides added value. So that's really the mission. Right. Right. Yes. I think that everybody is feeling and everybody, people in the industry are feeling this too, that, you know, that, that people are now more than ever more interested in added value in value. You know, um, it's not an economy where you, where everybody can just go full out. 
some people can and do. But I think that not every bride should feel like that's what she has to do, too. And, I mean, I just think that that's, you know, not fair. It's about every couple looking at themselves and seeing what's right for them. I love your character, Vicki. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because she has such a great sense of style. Right. That's right. At the very beginning, you know, it says life, she says, life in New York City is a is consumerist decadence. <laughs> oh, I think that, isn't that Vicky's sister says that, that, that Vicky, Vicky loves fashion and she's living in New York. I think she has a sister who is like an, you know, old hippie living somewhere. Yes, yes, you're right. I apologize. I misquoted. Yes, yes, yes. You are absolutely right. And that's a way to look at it, that, that this, this whole city is about consumerist decadence, you know. That's right. I'm sorry. It was on page 125. I have an older sister out in Idaho. That's right. She's this off the grid hippie and she thinks my life here (laughs) in New York, I see, I see when you misquote something, my life here in New York. It's an interesting, it's an interesting point though, because, um, you know, Vicki is attracted to style. She's attracted to New York. And I, you know, I'm not even in the novel making a judgment on New York. I, for me, New York is a character in the novel. It's kind of a very, ah, it's a tough place. This is a tough place to live. It's a tough place to succeed. It's a tough it's a place where people come from all over the country, all over the world because of its mystique. And Vicky is one of those people who comes to New York because there's something here that she wants. And she has this love of fashion and of style and of bridal. She loves bridal. She knows those wedding gowns. She's a true fashion editor. Well, you know, and that's why I love her. I know real fashion editors and they are a special breed. Oh, well, let me tell you something. I have a, I have a big question and I don't know if you're going to reveal it on, on this meet the master show. And I'm hoping you do. I see. Okay. Okay. Because let me tell you something. I actually, I counted the number of times you mentioned Louboutins in the book. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that's a story. Now, yeah. okay, and, and, and I know that there's not a woman out there that doesn't want to talk about shoes. Okay? Right. So not only was the city, okay, another character, yep. shoes were another character. And not only that, Absolutely right. they defined, I mean, I, and I'm going to, I have to quote a lot of what you wrote in the book, but yeah. I will tell you, you, I mean, you start off, the first time you mention shoes is, is like a third into the book, and it says right. um, at Bridal Market about the Manolos and the Jimmy Choos and the newfound power. And that's where you define shoes as power. Yes. Yes. And then, then, okay, the first time um, Louboutins are mentioned are at that book party we were talking about earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. According to, you know, listen, I, I tried to do my best because I actually went back page to page to yeah. find this because I said, I know it was mentioned so many yes. times. Right. And I remember it too, Holly. Yeah. Okay. So then the next time though, okay. So Lucky needs to brand herself, which we've mentioned, start right. by making Vicky her wardrobe mistress and begin right. with a pair of red soled lubes. Okay. Right. Then, then, then also just wait, I'm going to, I want to go in order. So then, then, um, it, Again, talking about the city, I love this because Lucky says the city makes you aspire, entices you to set your sights high. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here it's the city and the shoes. And <laughs> right. 
And then, okay, okay, this is my favorite. This was my big burning yeah. question. Okay. The first Louboutins that Vicky found in a shop in Brooklyn that she won't name. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> and it says it's a graveyard for old lubes was all she'd say. She looks, listen to this, she looks at the red soles as she walks and they say everything she wants to feel. Sexy, powerful, and vulnerable. Yeah. And then she has pink patent lubes from an unknown website. And yeah. and that all that gives her the courage. Okay. So I have two questions. Okay. Where is the shop in Brooklyn? <laughs> and which website did she find the lubes? Oh my God. I have Holly, this is gonna disappoint you, but no. you made it up. You made it up. Yeah. No, because I know, you see, savvy New Yorkers, okay, have these secret places. Secret places. I know. That one I made up. I (gasps) thought it was really funny. But um, websites you can find Louboutins. You can even find the Blue Soul Louboutins. That was my first of all. Let me, that's how, okay, I'm going to just quote that too. That's at the very end, okay? And it's not ruining the book for anyone because everyone's going to want to read everything about the Louboutins from beginning (laughs) to, because listen, I mean, here, the neutral lizard, a triumph of evolution designed to survive in a toxic swamp. The lube fixation. I mean, the 12 inch high $1,200 Louboutins. I mean, do you see how I, I read through this book and and then I do, yes. Okay, wait. A pair of blue soled Louboutin wedding shoes for sale online, produced for only a small window of time in early 21st century, now as rare as any endangered species in her size. Something new, something blue, only $400. <laughs> oh my God. And then wait, the red soled ones that could kick the ball out of any park. I mean, let's get real. This was such good stuff. Oh, they're like the perfect reader for this novel. I know, I am. And let me tell you, I'm one of those people, not only because I'm talking with you today and I'm so, you know, I'm like so excited. I have to tell you, when I like something, (laughs) you really go for it. Everybody knows. (laughs) And it's contagious. Because, I mean, I just told um, a good colleague, I don't know if you know Sheila Sullivan. No, I don't. Um, yeah, Bridal News Network. She used to be in the biz for many, many years. Lovely, lovely lady. And I just told her I'm interviewing you today and that she should read this book because she would love it. Oh, great. I want everybody to read this book. So what website? What what'd you say? And and tell me how they feel about it. I love hearing from people who've read the novel. It's so interesting to me because, you know, it's such a, you know, sort of solitary thing when you write a book. And then when you, like, you're reading this back to me, and I think, <laughs> wow, this reached you, Holly, you know? Oh, it, re- it's very it, exciting. It, it did reach me on many levels. And actually, even I remember starting my career when I was a buyer at Bonwitteller and just thinking about how I work 24-7, yeah. you know? And I remember my, my divisional merchandise managers and my merchandise, my general merchandise managers. And there were a lot of parallels, you know, in, in the world of fashion to the world of bridal magazine publishing before we wrap up i definitely want to mention um um you know just bridal market um you know which is every april and october in new york and it is you really do give a glimpse into it and um you know i know that sarah is diane you know and because my one well the the big reveal was the sketchbook and 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 your definition i love your definition of it is the only way to capture not only a silhouette or detail, but the feeling of a gown. Yeah. 
And um, and I know that Diane is a good friend of yours, so yes. and, and mine. So feel yeah. free to just you know elaborate on that a little bit. Sure, Diane Forden, who uh, is at Bridal Guide now, has been there for many years. Is just um, one of the industry's most loved and respected uh, editors in chief. She started as a fashion editor, and that's still her main love. And she, there's a a, um, a piece in the book where uh, a designer calls her out at at a show and says, you know, Sarah, please stand. You have supported me um, all the years since I was nobody, and now I'm, so, you know, a famous designer. And that actually happened to Diane at Ramona Cavesha's mm. um, show a couple of seasons ago. She actually called out Diane's name and had her stand up and thanked her in front of all the market for all of her support in the magazine. Well, that doesn't surprise me. We've also had Ramona on the network a number of times, and she's also, she's a very um, special, um, big-hearted designer um, with a lot of talent. Um, She, you know, I have to say a lot of her looks this April were right on the market with regarding to the Royal. To the Royal. She's actually the one who came out with the... She got it. She nailed it. She did. I'm, I agree with you 300%. And the yeah. other, and I have to say that Diane nails it every time because she, she has an extraordinary talent of recognizing, um, what real women would, would be interested in wearing down the aisle. Yes. That's what Diane is very good at. She, she understands the real woman out there and what she wants. And, so she's and the best. She is the best, and we love her. Um, and I have to say, you talked about the lattes and the gum and how bridal people are always on time for a show, unlike <laughs> fashion people. And then my favorite thing, which is the truth, and everyone, yeah. anyone who who has been to bridal market and the runway shows, I have to tell you, okay, uncross your legs, uncross oh, your legs. Uncross your legs, yes. Oh, oh, oh. God. God, the photographer is yelling at at you because you know when you cross your legs and you're sitting right on the runway, you're in there, you're in the way of the photographers trying to get the their shots. Well, listen, it again, it's business. Their job is to go from designer to designer, from show to show. It is very hairy. It is very hectic. It is right. It is very crazy. And you know what? They have a job to do, and their photographs have to make sure that they are focusing on the gown. You know. And not all photographers are good at doing this, too. I can tell you that. We had we had one who only took the top half of the gowns. Oh, I, my goodness. You know, what was he? I guess he was looking at the, you know, top half of the gowns. But, um, you know, it takes a really good photographer to capture the, those runway shots. Well, I, I have to say, your website is terrific. Um, you know, it's um, we will link to it in the show notes, SusanSchneiderAuthor.com. You also have a great blog called Books and Bridal, which is also part of the website, but we'll link to that as well. Exactly. You know, um, Holly, I'm calling it uh, The Wedding Writer Speaks. Oh, oh, that's what I thought. You know that? I had that down, and then for some reason... I just changed it. No, I just changed oh, it. Oh, okay. So I just thought, you know... Like the persona of the wedding writer, I think, should also sort of go over into the blog. I think it's terrific. And, and, and you've been nice enough. You're going to give away a couple of books to our listeners. So yes. what I'm going to ask our listeners to do is to um, email us at feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E-W-P-N.com. Put in the subject line, lucky. 
Mm-hmm. And then what I'd love our listeners to do is to share a great find that they used or are using for their wedding. And I think that would be a fun um, thing to share with our mm-hmm. listeners in, in future episodes. The one other thing I, I'd like you just to end on is you're going to be continuing pursuing bridal yeah. and writing. And um, you, you wrote a really great article for the Boston Globe. Oh, yes. Um, which I really enjoyed reading. And I, and I definitely think yeah. that our brides listening um, need to know that they – um, need to focus on more of the right things. Um, so why don't you just like, you know, give your best advice to the brides out there from, from, from your experience personally, professionally, and, and in every way and in every way. Yes, exactly. My advice to brides, um, having been in the business for so long is to follow your heart. Um, it's not about the stuff in the wedding. Uh, you can have a beautiful wedding uh, when you're in love with someone and your family is there and your friends are there. Try not to get too stressed out over having a perfect day. No one can ever have a perfect day. Not We're all imperfect and we're not going to have perfect days and you needn't have that expectation. Just be yourselves and you'll be fine. Well, I think that that is truer than true. Um, I definitely think that... Simple but real. Simple but real. And I think that everybody needs to tap into that. (laughs) I think so too. I mean, just kind of take a step out of the race toward perfection and, you know, think about who you are and what means a lot to you. And, And then, you know, the wedding will follow. Well, we're looking forward to more of your novels, which we know that there is a lot of truth in fiction. You will continue. And um, I look forward. I don't know if Louboutins are going to, you know, take charge, but I do know, I do know that there is definitely a, uh, a love of shoes for women. Uh, picked up on that, Holly. I love Louboutins. I can stand in front of that window on Madison Avenue for a long time. I think a lot of women can. I think that they are, they're They're sexy, they're powerful, they're kind of outrageous. And I think that's why I love them. Well, I also think we all need a little something to help us transform into the person that we want to be or think we want to be. Exactly. Even if just for a little while until they start to hurt your feet. And, you know, they all They all inevitably do. (laughs) Notice that, right? I certainly do. Uh Well, it has been delightful having you on Meet the Masters. This was so much fun. I could talk all day, believe me. As as most of our (laughs) listeners know, so could I. But our executive producer would not be very happy with me. So we will just hope when your next novel comes out, and it is wedding related, as you said, we will have you back on the show. Oh, that's wonderful. That'll be an incentive for me to get back to work. And maybe I'll become a character in one of your books. Oh, you never know. See, you had a Holly, but it wasn't me. Yeah, right. Exactly. There was <laughs> Holly. No, yours is with an I, not that, with a Y. Yeah. You know what, Susan? A girl after my own heart. Uh, so, <laughs> so someone who notices the details. You do. I love that. I what love that, too. You are. Well, if anybody has any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to either call us on our listener hotline, 800-882-1259, or you can always email us, feedback at the WPN.com. We have enjoyed very much having Susan Schneider on our Meet the Masters show. I'm Holly Ehrlich, and thanks for listening. <laughs>